This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, you guys, I love interviewing other publicists, journalists, consultants, so you know it's going to be a good one. I have Miss Kenya Sheets, who is a celebrity journalist. She has PR clients all over. She went to an HBCU. She didn't go to the Harvard of the South Grambling State, but she went to Clark Atlanta University. So, you know, AU Circle, you gotta love it and fall in love with it when you're there. Miss Kenya, welcome to the Diversify Game. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm 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 amped. I'm excited and great intro, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's easy when I have someone who, you know, is as gifted as you, and as I've told you, you just got a look and an aura about you that is thank just you. yeah, you know, like that. That's a nice person. Uh, and you and you mentioned Kenya of Africa. You meant to say Kenya of the South. That's what you Kenya told me. South. That is right. That Kenya is right. That's, that is what I said. <laughs> Kenya of the South. Um, you know, I, I love Kenya so much. I don't know if you can say that. Um, oh, I, wow. Okay. I keep, I keep my Kenya band. Um, yes. My Ethiopian friends will say, what happened to the Ethiopian band? You know, it, it pops off when I'm working okay. out. Okay. <laughs> But um, but yeah, the Kenya of the South, you know, you wrote this book, you're all, which I looked, you know, a uh, hundred sheets is on Amazon. I see it's a hundred and three pages. So <laughs> I tried to do it at a hundred. <laughs> no, it, it's awesome. You know, what we have to say is that Amazon, sometimes they have to add a page, you know, you got to add this, add that. And I'm really trying to get my levels right because I want to be able to see you at a certain level and I want to see myself, but there we go. Um, Talk about your road to, you know, writing your road to PR, to me, to be a publicist, you kind of need to be a writer at, I think, you know, first, but I want to get into it on how your journey started. Wow. So what's up, everybody? It's your girl, author, King of Sheets, celebrity journalist, publicist, your favorite ghost writer. Um, and also the CEO of My Way Magazine, a faith-based lifestyle publication, faith-based lifestyle entertainment publication here all, um, online. But my journey as a as a writer is actually like, it, it, it's as though it was predestined. Like my last name is Sheets, but it's only with one E and not, uh, you know, with and an A. But, you know, outside of that, it's like I've just always been like this storyteller. I I noticed my love or my passion for writing when I was in the seventh grade. I've actually been in my mom's attic and I found um, my old writing prompts, you know, from like 2003, 2002, 2004, when I was in middle school. And it's like, I've been writing as though I've been a journalist all my life. Like even the layout, the format of my style of writing, I was doing at 12 and 13. Um, I took interest in poems. I just took interest in sharing my point of view that um, going into media in eighth grade, 
I was actually a part of this segment called Cooper News, and I worked with two Caucasian girls, Lindsay and Kenzie. I was in eighth grade. They was in sixth grade, but we did the news together, and we um, we rotated positions from the operator to the control switchboard um, operator, the anchor to the producer, which was dope. I was doing that in eighth grade every Friday at 9 o'clock in the morning to um, going to high school, and I took video broadcasts in level one through five. I had my own personal camera. I used to take pictures of everyone. Um, I got my first job at Kodak. Um, <laughs> literally, I'm just building up to this uh, moment in, in media. And I remember I was looking for an internship and I got turned down from Emory Com Communications, which was a real big opportunity at the time, but it didn't happen for me. And I ended up uh, interning for an online publication by the name of Fame Magazine. And when I did my first article, I believe it was like on Angela Simmons and her fashion. And I seen my name online. I was like, yo, this is dope. Like I got published work and I'm always on the internet. MySpace was my thing, right? And or Twitter. So um, at that time I just took and ran with the opportunity. It was like, okay, I didn't get this one, but I was able to get this. And I was a junior in college at Clark Atlanta University. And um, from there, I was covering red carpet. I was going to class by day, covering red carpets by night. Um, just being in an atmosphere of, you know, just celebrities or just covering like real profound events that's going on in the community to say that I graduated with my degree from Clark Atlanta in journalism. And um, once I graduated, I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep writing. And what was a college project that I did at Clark? Um, I had to create an eight page and a 16 page prototype magazine. I turned it into reality. And I, what I took from the internships, I started my own online publication and I got my own interns and I would edit their articles and I would publish it online. Like I had this creative mindset and I was doing all this for free. I wasn't generating any money, but I was teaching like high school to college students, how to find their voice, how to you know, express their views to be authentic and to to have a voice, you know, on a platform and 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 speak up for their peers. As I say all that to say, it's been six years now or seven years now that I've been telling everyone else's story that I still have gone through life challenges that I had my own story to tell. And at first I was scared to tell my story because it's the truth, right? You know, and sometimes we're not ready to face it, but I healed throughout this process of 100 sheets and I had to, to face some demons some face the realities that I tried to escape from. But throughout that, my imperfections has helped to heal and inspire a lot of people, you know, through my vulnerability. So my journey of being a publicist as a writer, like everyone is born with a gift, but it's, it's meant for us to tap in. And it's a choice. You get what I'm saying? It's meant for us to, but do we either we do it or we don't. And I've had this skill for so long that it's literally paying me. And um, it's it's amazing. I love it. And I do it for free at the end of the day, too. And um, that's my story. <laughs> well, well, ho hopefully you don't do it for free too much. And we'll get into your community. No, but if we're I can gonna, give, I will we're give. Get into that. We're gonna get into that. But I want <laughs> I want to let people know because to me, you know, um, yes. look at the year you graduated. I look at what I was doing in business, and I'm like, oh, that's a young publicist. I can finally say that because I remember, yes. like yourself, starting in the uh, middle school, writing for the paper and doing different things. 
you know, being around the celebrities, people hear that and say, oh, yeah, I want to do that. But it's not easy to deal with celebrity, but it's also not easy to deal with it when you are a woman. And when you are an attractive woman, I could only imagine because I know I've said, man, they only gave that background interview because, you know, she looked like a model, whatnot. Mm -hmm. Those things happen. Our president, our current president bases people off looks alone. And the mm -hmm. fact that you look like you could be, you know, um, on the magazine or on the TV, how have you, you know, played that dance and what type of advice would you give, especially women? Not that it's only women that get hit on in this industry. We know it's, Understood. you know, you live in Atlanta, so you get it. It's, it's a different world than I live in. So I'm not going to tap into it because I don't know enough about, you know, going around the whole farm <laughs> and, 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 and all that. But can you give some advice on how you deal with dealing with celebrities as a publicist and journalist? I think that when you know who you are, then you're able to stand firm and confident in a room filled with people. You get what I'm saying? The the celebrity is the attention, right? And just the, the mass of everyone knowing their business. <laughs> but um, just being able to stay true to who I am and understand behaviors of people. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, I know how to be sexy, fully clothed. You feel what I'm saying? I don't go out to events because at the end of the day, to me, I'm with my coworkers. This might be media. This might be entertainment, but this is our work environment, right? So I'm always cautious about how I present myself because I know at the end of the day, I work with these people, right? Even though this is fun. Um now, sometimes it, it is a time and a place to be cute, jazzy, and sexy, but you can still be sexy, fully clothed. Um, I also think everything starts with conversation as well, getting to know people's intentions um, and just being able to listen. And, you know, most people, you, you find out what they want to know as long as you hear them, let them speak. Um, and believe people when they show you who they are the first time. Um, but to me, like when I first came on, um, just being around any type of celebrity, I was volunteering at the So So Deaf 20th anniversary concert here in Atlanta. Um, and I was a volunteer. I was able to link with my with Clark Atlanta student body radio station, general body, and I just signed up. And from there, I was a volunteer doing a press check-in, media check-in. And I'm checking in Vibe Magazine, 106 and Park, Hip Hop Weekly, like all, all hip hop, all access hip hop, something like that. And I'm a volunteer, you know, and then it was like, okay, well, we're going to now switch you out to be the escort on the red carpet. Okay, I've never done this before. So but with the PR firm that I was with, uh, 135th Street, who was basically now ran or was ran by Satosa Foster, she didn't play the radio when it came to celebs. So Yes, I was working the red carpet or ushering these celebrities down the carpet, but we couldn't take pictures. I wasn't to be a fan. You get what I'm saying? I had on all black. I looked as though I was a part of the crew, you know, um, and it was just a respect from the publicist to the talent. So this is me, you know, young me at what, 20, at like 19, 20 and or 2021. 20, and I'm walking, ushering the red carpet with Carl Thomas. 
with Usher, I mean, not Usher, Carl Thomas, Bow Wow, uh, The Brat, Jermaine Dupree, um, Jagged Edge. I mean, literally, I'm a volunteer, okay, at the So So Dev 20th anniversary uh, party. And at that point, it was like, because she began me off that way to not be a fan, to not be so celebrity, I learned how to shout and scream internally. Um, that next day, the actual concert was at the Fox Theater in Atlanta. I've been to the Fox Theater, but never been inside. This was my opportunity. And this was when I first had my experience of a press, uh, a, a red carpet press junking or, you know, just the, 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 the press that goes behind the scenes. That was just my first time experience. And they said, well, you did good yesterday. We want you back on the carpet. And at this time, it was even bigger. You know, people there was a lot of media there. Freddie O, I don't know if you're familiar with Freddie O art or Freddie but he was there. He's real popular today. Had an opportunity to intern for him when I was in college as well. But that was my first time ever experiencing celebrity and being behind the scenes and, and being media, but also learning how to separate being a fan and being a professional. And learning how to um, walk or work amongst these people in the same room that that one experience. And um, I actually took my best friend at the time with me and I told him, I said, yo, whatever this is, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Sign me up. No lie. I literally been walking in that same road, whatever it is, since that volunteer opportunity. But it has shown me what it's like to be. Um, someone that is working behind the scenes and someone who can actually enjoy it. And at some level, you went from volunteer to, you know, professional. Were, and were you, are you from Atlanta? I know you also went to yes. school in Alabama before going to Clark. Are you from Atlanta? Yes. So I'm from, I'm from Cobb County, okay? It's 30 minutes outside of, um, out of, uh, out of uh, downtown Metro Atlanta, but it don't take there's nothing to get on 20. But um I went to Alabama State actually two weeks after high school. I graduated high school and I went to college, right? And but I went through like this summer bridge program. I didn't have the best scores. Uh so I had to go through that program. And um but once I got admitted into the freshman year, I had like a 4.0 during the summer program. They gave me a scholarship on Amtrak. Like I literally proved that I was supposed to be there. Um, I actually got my first work study at WVAS, which was the on-campus radio station. And there I did, I was like the do girl for the secretary, the little admin that sat at the desk. I got the mail. I did commercial logs or I would be able to work with the news team. I went to my first press conference downtown Montgomery, or I was able to work with the general body radio station, uh, Bama State Radio, and I did my first dropper PSA, which was pretty dope. But um, Alabama State really, it was, it's an HBCU. I will always be a Hornet. I will always be a Hornet. Um, black and gold, for real. I love I loved Alabama State because it was different for me. It was a different setting. It wasn't home. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm my family doesn't travel. Like we, we are so close knit here in our space. It's like, that was the opportunity for me to get away. And I'm the only child, but that experience alone was amazing. I loved Alabama state. I did my core classes there. So I didn't really get to tap into media, but that 
opportunity of having a work study and being in the radio station was was my was my opportunity. No, that that's awesome. Well, let's talk about the business of you know PR. Let's say because I found that you know coming up doing this for dang near two decades, <laughs> the how to do this professionally. People always ask, how do you get your clients to pay so much money? And I tell them, you just got to keep doing it and proving what you can do. Because I don't just do PR. We That's are trying, we've turned into just kind of full-blown consulting and we can give that PR arm. But, um, you know, I always hear from influencers that aren't clients. I didn't know it was going to be that expensive. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and of course, you know, just like you <laughs> Just like yourself, you know, yes. as a the online magazine, as well as you know, um, does some travel agent, you know, business, and so you you're working on your seven streams, which everybody <laughs> should yes. work on their seven streams. But how did you get into like finding out how much you should get paid, mm-hmm. having clients pay you on time, and valuing your time? So, like when I started, I said, do things for free. Okay, so I've always just been that person where it's like when you're when you're an entrepreneur, those free opportunities is how you build your portfolio, because that's the first step on how to say I've done this work. So that's why I can now charge this. You get what I'm saying? Like you need to have some type of prototype. You need to have some type of experience. And that was for me. I've always have been able to take on the 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 internships that paid in experience because I knew that the more that I take on the people I'm going to meet the rooms the conversations the tables you get what I'm saying the moments like that's priceless so I used to battle with creating a price list okay and I couldn't really understand like how to base my you know, what's my worth? What's my what's my rates? And I used to base it off of what people could afford. I wasn't basing it off of how much my bills was due. Okay, so when you realize I'm doing all this work and I'm still I still don't have anything, you know, it's like you start to question, is this what I'm supposed to do? Or you start to rebuild business plans and rebuild price sheets. And it's like, but you still ain't solidified anything. Uh, so what I did was I just, you know, again, continue to take on opportunities that I got to the point where it's like, Kenya, you're no longer an intern. You're the real CEO. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you have interned your butt off. Like when people say it's so hard to find a job after college. No, you were supposed to get an internship throughout college. That's what you were supposed to do. But you turned up. That was your job to be the party promoter for free. That was your job. And if you're not going into business for marketing and advertising it, then you have the wrong career. Um, But I say all that to say, I just had so much experience, so much knowledge, was doing so much for free, has been working with so many, you know, high profile names that it was like, yo, like we're good. This is the leverage. This this clout or whatever, like you have enough experience, a track record result driven. Not even that, like you got to understand my resumes that I was writing was getting people jobs, was relocating them, that was promoting them. 
I wrote um, a, a mission, a missions graduation letter for someone and she got into both schools. She she reached out to me for. So the results, the deliverables, people are paying for deliverables. People are paying for the impact. Right. So you got to actually interview my my recent clients with the acres like I just had them go viral, viral. You get what I'm saying? Off of a strategy off of a strategy that I was able to say, I know that if you do this and we put it on this platform, I didn't know it was going to go viral, but the strategy. And as publicists, it's our goal to have a strategy. So once I hit the last caliber of, oh, Kenya, you really know what you what you got going on? What I was selling at once $150, I'm selling at $1,500. You get what I'm saying? What was once $250 is $2,500. Because it's, it's the same service, but look at the impact. Look at the deliverable, right? So we just, we want to focus on the impact of things. What are pe people want to know? Like Donnell Jones, I love him. That's an amazing client. But he understands, like, I'm paying for my publicist. So when I book him and schedule him, he shows up. You get what I'm saying? Because people understand that PR, it's a price. But it's like he wants everything out of his out of his dollar. Well, go go even. Also, but go it's also deeper. appreciation. Go go deeper in explaining how you measure that because that's a question they they always ask. And and I'm so fortunate now to I, I don't have to close clients anymore. I can, but I, I I choose not to do other things with my day. Because people always want to know, well, if I give you this, how much am I going to make? And then folks say, well, I, I, I don't know. Be, you know, And you can tell them a decision number you know, and say, hey, this costs this. But if I give you $100,000 off one placement, you can't pay me $100,000. So can you talk about you know, the tools you use? Maybe you like Meltwater. I use Cision. Um, what are the, some of the things where clients can say, hey, I got this much press. And it's it's valued at this because, you know, like I know, sometimes a client will say, well, that didn't help me sell any books. You know, you might have booked me for 30 days, but that didn't help me sell any books. And that is why we do more consulting now than anything be, to teach, because I got to take that time to teach you how this works. So how do you tell the people and share that with them? So. I'm not just a publicist that represents any kind of story. I want an impactful story. I want to be moved by your story. So I'm going to just lay it out. So the way that I was able to connect with Freedom Georgia, shout out to Freedom Georgia, is that I seen that they're short, they're, they had, once they acquired the 96.7 acres of land, they shared that video. Somebody, I'm connected with Ashley as a friend. So somebody tagged her, you know, um, sharing that they purchased the land. And I said, oh, wow, this is amazing. In the comments. Oh, wow, this is amazing. Let me know if you need a publicist. From that, I was able to get a message from Ashley later. And that one conversation to creating a proposal in like 48 hours was like, Okay, boom, I'm I'm their publicist. But it was the the 19 black families. You get what I'm saying? It was the story. It, it's not that black people don't buy land. It was the story. 19 black people work together. We're literally, 
it's literally 19 of us that's working against each other. You get what I'm saying? There's literally 19 of us that are literally go put in and go get barbecue, go get the weed, go drink. But these families say, okay, none of that matters. We're going to find a solution in the midst of COVID and police brutality and everything that we have going on right now to, to better our families, to better our lives. And I think at that time, it was the timing. It's the, it was the timing of the story. And it was, again, the strategy. I just knew that this one platform because believe it or not, we were told that I was told as a publicist that 19 black families buying 96 acres of land was not newsworthy. <laughs> it wasn't newsworthy. Like I, I was told, like I was reaching out to people trying to create me a little PR team. And if even, you know, there she go with something else. And it was like, at that point, I couldn't be defeated. You know, like I, I, I literally went into prayer and I included God into into this entire into the entire PR strategy. Like I need you to go before me and I need you to make miracles happen. I want to be connected with people. Like I had to speak life over this because I believed in what they did. It's a it's a difference. Like a lot of people don't believe in their clients. A lot of people take on clients because it's a it's a paycheck. You get what I'm saying? Like I believed in their vision. I supported them wholeheartedly it wasn't a waste of time for me so even with you know the backlash or this isn't a story or you know whatever I stayed consistent I, I just stayed consistent and I knew I said look this this blavity platform I knew it blavity I said this blavity platform is because I've, I've submitted to blavity I followed them and PR is not marketing but it is but I knew that Blavity was a medium that's literally in the middle. I knew that that platform would get an article because Ashley, she was an amazing, she wrote an article, she wrote a blog post on the Freedom Georgia website. And I'm like, yo, can I use that article to submit as an op-ed or can you write me something similar? She said, I'm just going to write something new. I said, okay, so you do that and this is where we're going to put it. And it literally came together like the perfect gumbo. And they, I, I went from not being able to secure press. And, and, and listen, publicists, don't ever feel like when the press is coming at you that, and, and it seems easy, that that wasn't your, that you didn't make that happen. Because though it may seem like my clients went viral and I had CNN, Business Insider, Forbes, and everybody else coming at me or the same people that told me that it wasn't newsworthy begging to get an interview, if it wasn't for the first strategy, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Because I could have felt defeated. I could have looked over Blavity and I could have just been trying to just struggle. But something in me said, you know, your outlets, you, you, you see how things are monitoring. At this point, Blavity was posting the first black, the first black, the first black, the first black. And I understand as a writer that that subject line, that title has to be captivating. That's the first thing everybody looks at. That lead needs to be strong and your headline needs to be strong. So when we went over, Ashley sent the article, I read the article and we tight, we listen, before we submitted it, the, the main thing that we did was tighten the headline. That was the main thing. How was we going to write it? And we polished it up and the rest is viral. Okay. We have France, so, Germany reaching out to us. 
So it's really, it's really personal to you. Do you have a formula though? And this is for potential clients and uh, publicists, especially the young ones to say, this is how you measure it because the measuring is the part where a lot of folks get a hiccup. How to measure how many placements I'm going to get them or how, what's the reach? Well, well, how the R, that can get the ROI, explaining that to the client. The return on investment. Okay, so yeah, that was the last part that I missed. So with that being said, the goal was to help my clients to reach their GoFundMe goal, which was at $88,000. Is, is $88, when I met them, it was at $664. Their GoFundMe, when I last checked, was at $79,000. So the return on investment was the $79,000. Or said, so yeah, you get what I'm saying? It was an impactful story. I put it in the medium and the, it was the story. It was the, it was the purpose. It was the movement. It was the reason why they did what they did. A lot of people forget the why. Everybody wants to put in the, in the press release their accolades, but what's your why? We connect off of emotion. Your return on investment is your why. If you don't have a why and you can't understand that the news can manipulate us by being our emotions and you can't manipulate the news, but manipulating in a way that this sparks a, a revolution in people because now everybody wants to buy land in Freedom, Georgia. You get what I'm saying? So it's like to even know that I watched the GoFundMe from $664 to $79,000. That's a that's a miracle, you know, and I stand behind it. And it was just it was just fun to watch, but it was also that they got on camera and they were sincere. You get what I'm saying? And they had purpose, you know, everything. Like my clients went from saying, Kenya, we were just normal people three weeks ago. Like our phones is blowing up, you know, like people, I'm like on the phone with Pam from CNN. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so you, you turn this way. You get what I'm saying? Like, okay, so um, ABC Live is here. You know, like I literally things just manifested for us but it was we all moved on the same drum it was a profound story um i can't say that that would happen with every client <laughs> that i would bring on but to measure the success is to measure the story and i and, and for me when you come on uh, as my client i and because i'm a journalist first i'm a so i know the story i'm a journalist first before i'm a publicist i always let people know that i'm a journalist first so that means I know what it's like to receive inquiries. I, I, lo I love it. And I love that. Okay, you guys, if, <laughs> if this is all new to you, the amazing, you know, PR, but at the end of the day, when folks are writing a check, they want to know how much money you made me. She made these ladies. But first of all, I'm not hiring. First of all, I'm not hiring clients. That's, that's the one thing. When you hire me as a publicist, I'm only putting you in the press. It's not, it's no such thing as I put you in the press and you make money. No, no. That's but not that's why what, you. That's what they, they, they miss. But and that's I'm, when as a publicist though, that's when, see, when I have consultations, they, I lay out what's going to happen to them. So if I don't mention, I'm going to help bring your sales up at $5,000, that's not a part of the plan. I, 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 I you need, know what I'm saying? So 
my clients know when I come on board, I'm helping you to identify your brand, communicate your marketing message effectively, and to get you in the press. All I did was get my clients in the press and the people who were at home decided if they wanted to invest. That's, that's, that's it. So my clients will be measuring up to say, if I bring somebody on and I do a package, I, I, I create all their press materials. And then I tell them, because I know I have relationships with people that I'm going to do a 30 day PR campaign. And I can literally guarantee them three to five interviews that month. That's all that they worried about. They not worried about if they going to make money behind this is, can this girl get me the press? She says that she's going to get me. My goal for Donnell Jones was to do 10 interviews for the month of October, and I closed him out at 15. All right, let me recap for the folks. If you didn't hear that the, her client started at 600 and are now almost at their goal at 79,000, I promise you, Kenya didn't hit them over the head and say, and I need 10% of that. And it's, so she just made them more money than you could have ever offered. Listen, <laughs> listen, that it's, it's amazing. It, it's it, amazing. It, it, and that's why the balloons got to come down. And I want folks when they hear this to say, wait, I have a GoFundMe and to hit you up because you have the right spirit about it. You're passionate about and it. You want to tell your story the right way. Sometimes, and that's, a, and that's a lot of people, that's why you come to Kenya Right for me. People come to me, like I tell you, I help to organize and formulate your thoughts. Like people can say, Kenya, like I, I, I agree with you, but I just don't know how to word it, word it. Like people just don't know how to word it. And I'm like, this, I got the gift of gab, man. I, I have like, this, I'm like a wordsmith. Like when I talk, if somebody told me the other day, she was like, girl, you sound like Monica. I hate how Monica talks. And this is no offense. I think she's an amazing artist. But when she said, you sound like Monica, I said to her, I'm off duty. <laughs> you know, I'm off duty. But when I write, though, like I'm such a gospel writer, like I'm very faithful when I write. That's why this is an inspirational memoir expressing God's love through vulnerability. Like I'm always going to put my client or that story in the best light even if i'm covering celebrity news it's going to be the best of them and i think the best of people is what inspires people right or the tragedy to triumph of something like you went from this or y'all went to therapy you know because they went to the one had went to therapy one had bad anxiety and they was just depressed because of the shootings and the killing that was going on and in the midst of their adversary they were able to birth something and I think it's the birthing that people need to be able to communicate with their audience and they need to know who the hell is their audience people I could have tried to put that article on every other platform but that every other platform wasn't their audience are you get what I'm saying like I knew that this audience was what who they needed so as a journalist or as a publicist we got to do better with research we can't look at the 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 number the number and that was a great thing blavity had a great number but they but their audience was literally black like they have a pro-black audience and at this point 19 black people just wrote 96 acres so that's a win-win well, so well, we need to know better on our outlets do, do you also write music a movie song script screenplays what, what what else do you do i took a college course in poetry I love poetry. I, I mean, my writing is poetry, honestly. 
Um, in third in third grade, me and my best friend used to write songs. We used to sing all the time. Um, I grew up listening to music, being around music, all of that stuff. But writing for me has always been storytelling. Um, do you know I know how to write curriculums, which it was like when I started my my magazine publication once I graduated high school. Um I wanted to, I, I started an internship, but I had like onboarding papers, the terms and agreements and conditions. And I would take the college syllabus and I would f- use that format, but I would reword it to my liking and to the point where I didn't need a template anymore. I can literally write you up a contract. I can, it's crazy. I, 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 I mean, I'm not as legal in business. Like I can't do what the lawyers do with contracts and attorneys do with contracts, but just, you know, having like a disclaimer or just a, the word copy for certain things. Like I don't turn down. I don't, if somebody, I'm not like a tech industry person, but if a tech client was to come my way, I'm going to take on, I'm going to take it on board because I love being able to learn new things and it's just a voice. It's just verbiage. And I, I do my research. I'll go to a, to a thesaurus. I literally look at the the thesaurus the, the, the every day because I want to know a synonym. It's like, how can I say this without, you know, repeating the same word, but I'm really like into words. I don't do a lot of reading books, but I'm reading articles. I'm always online or I'm just always editing content. So it's like my mind is wired that way. With, with the success that you're having, what is a community give back that you are doing or that you want to do in the future? Well, my community give back right now is me uh, mentoring and mentoring this brilliant young lady named Tierra Sheffield. She is a student at University of Alabama, uh, UAB. And uh, this is her senior year. And we linked up on LinkedIn. Listen, y'all, I know how to get the connections on LinkedIn, but we connected on LinkedIn and um, she's official. Like she's getting a whole college course, but um, my struggle as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as delegation, I've always wanted to do everything my way, hence the name of my publication. And I've always, I just want to do it myself, but I have so much on my plate now that I can't do everything. So Tierra has been a blessing and I'm real stingy on who I give free game. So <laughs> that's like my real community outreach. Cause I'm like, girl, you, I, I told her that the other day, I said, please don't leave me. <laughs> like when you learn everything, cause she's learning so much and she knows how to adapt. She knows she's getting, she's getting everything on how to operate a, her own business. Like she is getting it from me. And um, I'm kind of threatened because I'm, if I make her so good, she might. Like, but at the same time, it's just fun to see that someone is able to receive my coaching and that she's learning, you know, and she's, she's, we just both interviewed a millionaire last week. Like we tag team on an interview. Like somebody came in, I polish her up all the time. Like this lady, um, she does the TLC, the Nutriverse, but like she's up there with Coach Stormy. Like she's Coach Stormy's um, right hand, and um, she's she makes quite a lot of money. But me and my intern, we double teamed that interview last week, and it was awesome. No, that is that is awesome, and, <laughs> and I appreciate the game because I can tell you, 
I'm a czar. If, if you are a czar, you, 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 yes. you know what the community is, you know, how, how it is. And very few folks behind the scenes like to come in front of the camera, even if they do have a book. They they want to kill him. That's the that's I'm old school. I, you know, Al Heyman is one of the people that I really look up to in the deals that he does. But Al Heyman will never come on air to talk about any of this. He hasn't done an interview in over 40 years. So I appreciate when someone does come give the game because we have a lot of people who are um, not knowing and they devalue themselves which then they devalue it for the next person that comes. Right. And when someone hits them with an invoice and people say, that's too much money. So-and-so said they do it for $500. And we have a saying over here that we don't even open up our computers for $500. Like we might brush it off and blow it off, right? That's the minimum. <laughs> I, 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 you know, when the government is given $40,000 for someone to create a Twitter, and not make one tweet, y'all better believe $500. If you're, if that's your lane, unless you're in school right now, go somewhere else. Cause you can go to PTAC, SBA, um, score and find out yeah. who has those $40,000 contracts because you know, you want to kind of live like Kenya Sheets. If you follow her on Instagram, you see how, you know, she's just living a fabulous life. I think she might've hired Mr. Bentley. I'm just throwing that rumor out there. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but let know. me tell you, Atlanta is wide open, and I have been blessed to be on some people's minds and some VIP list and you know, media list and stuff. But I mean, yo, this year alone, like when you talk about beauty and things, like I this is my most this this is the most that I've loved myself. This is the most that I've embraced myself. This is the most that I've come behind the scenes, you know, and not hide behind the camera like this book or the products that I was using um to lose weight has helped to you know it helped me to exude confidence or just to become the best version of you know of myself so um on my experiences I believe I'm enjoying a little more because I'm feeling myself you know what I'm saying and I'm like actually taking pictures or like I like my pictures you know not just Okay, I just need one to post, but enjoying me. And um, and and that's what you see. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. Um, I'm just grateful because I've started, I've been doing this literally since 2012, 2013. And I'm not, I don't see the same people that I started with. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not around the same people that I started with. So life is different for me, but I definitely have the sauce you know what I'm saying I have the drive I have the faith um I have the prayer life I have just the the anointing or the the the, the desire to um to fulfill whatever plan God has for me and to be authentically Kenya to be unapologetic to be intentional all those characteristics that make us great people um is what I is what I desire to possess. And um that's what you see when you look at me. No, but is- I still had to go. I was just in the ER last week. You get what I'm saying? Like due to just some pain that festered and a cyst festered under my breast, and I thought it was something else. And literally, like 
I was and I was confused. I'm like, I've been healthy all year. Look, I've been healthy all year. <laughs> I've been healthy all just year this year, right? And I'm like, how did this happen? But you know, it sat me down because that was the most that I've been still this whole quarantine. Once they said y'all gonna be locked in the house, my um homebody self said, Well, I'm gonna be outside. Since everybody on inside, I'm gonna be outside. So I haven't really sat down. But that sat me down and it just put me in a place of gratefulness, gratitude, different perspective. And I say all that to say, I go through a lot of adversaries. When I when I wrote this book, um, I actually fell down the steps in my home. I fell down wooden stairs. And then um, I also lost a best friend. So it birthed this book. Um, my best friend was Sean Kill while I was in college and that birthed my magazine. So when I had this cyst under my breast and I was literally losing my mind last week, it didn't birth a product or a service. It birthed me. It birthed, because we sleep on it. We, we can sleep on ourselves. We can doubt ourselves. We don't bet on ourselves. And I think it was like, girl, God still has you here with purpose. You know what I'm saying? He ain't done with you yet. So it's like, whatever you've been worried about or you've been doubting about or you ain't just all the way just became fully comfortable and your newness, because life is different, clothes fit different, I look different, the attention is different. Um, I just have to own my greatness. Like I recognized it before, but now I'm owning it and it just feels good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I'm glad she's given the game. Y'all got the game. I'm not going to give you a game overload. She's shown you how she started, sustained, and is succeeding. Thank you. Kenya's information will be in the description <laughs> She's doing great things. She's talking about weight loss. You know, I'm 200 pounds, y'all, and I feel happy. Um, they say us fat folks are the happiest <laughs> folks, but you be- I was fat and happy too. <laughs> <laughs> but but Kenya, I thank you for coming on. Thank you so be, much. Be blessed. Keep doing what you're doing and just get better at it. Amen. Thank you so much. I enjoyed you, Kim. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversify Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit diversifygame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.